Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Good afternoon, Jumbo, to all of you who are tuned in. This is the Fashion Lab show, the first ever fashion business radio show to go live in the world. My name is Liz Ogumba Regisford. And on today's show, our discussion is around the focus on young or brand new or emerging fashion designers in Africa today. You know, what are we really doing to shape them at this early stage to help them succeed in this relentless industry when they're still fresh enough? Now, Fashion Lab is a show that is focused on producing relevant and exciting content around different subject matters on a weekly basis. And we feel that this will actually help elevate and educate the African fashion industry to influence how we run our fashion businesses today in order, in order to achieve better results. Every week we also get an opportunity, obviously, to engage with different fashion industry professionals to dissect subject matters that affect our fashion business across the continent. I personally look forward to this show every week. <laughs> and and not, I don't look forward to it to, to, to see what Morik's wearing or what Nicola's <laughs> wearing, but more to also engage in other interesting um, conversations that will change our mindsets and get us ahead. Sitting with me in studio is Morik Peterson, looking nice with his hair to the left, as usual. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Thank Mo. you so much. Let's good afternoon to all our listeners. And uh, you want to describe what you're wearing today? Today, um, I have on a three-quarter um, little um, jacket. You know, I thought I was going to put on a suit, but then I was really getting hot. And I think we're experiencing a heat wave. So I said, let me just put you on think, a little... You think? You think? We've been dying. <laughs> We've been dying. <laughs> is, it, is it a heat, heat wave? So yeah, it's it's just a little... It's, it's, a, it's like a pleated... Um, stripe, yellow, red, black, um, three quarter, um, jacket with a three quarter pants and my patent leather and my bow tie and everything is local. And including Uh, his hair. And my hair's local. (laughs) Are you sure? Welcome to the show, Nicola. This is our trend analyst also here, our senior trend analyst, um, in black. Uh, as always. Uh, as always. <laughs> but in a like nice to, romper. Would you in like to describe romper. that little dress? It's cute. It's a cute little dress for the heat wave. Well, I got called sexy three times today. So <laughs> I'm imagining it's a little sexy. Um, it's just a simple uh, dress. I wasn't feeling much up to, to dressing up. So I am wearing some serious um, gold jewelry because I like to wear rings that look like they could hurt people. Just in and, case. And a, one of my prized possessions, which is from a local designer called Famka, which is a brass tooth um, mm. on a two-tone chain, which is the closest I'm ever going to get to a grill. So it's as, it's my gangster piece. It is my but gangster But Nicola, piece. I actually thought that was a romper. So Nicola, when I open your cupboard... Is it just majority black or one cupboard is black and then you have um, a little bit of color in or, or what? Mo, you know how OCD I am. So mm-hmm. there is a black cupboard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then there is a, a you know, a colorful color cupboard and then there is the I don't know why I even bought this cupboard (laughs) (laughs) or the I have never worn this what is this (laughs) you know what I was gonna say for obviously those listeners who are tuned in I'm wearing black and I never wear black she looks Mm -hmm. stunning and I don't really so I don't know if I'm feeling a bit sad today but (laughs) maybe this is gonna cheer us up so anyway we would like to encourage you who's listening to also let us know what subject matters you'd like us to um, dissect you know some of the top that you feel we should be discussing and dissecting in our lab 
um, to be able to get us ahead. Keep your tweets coming. It's Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. And this is where we hold it down every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Central Africa time. Keep it locked. Now, we are obviously talking and focusing on the young designers. Absolutely. And obviously, we are, it's not young by age, for those who are listening again. It's young by uh, time in the industry or experience um, in the in- industry. Um, I was looking at something today quickly, and it was like uh, I was looking at African competitions, mm-hmm. international competitions, because everyone's trying to do a little competition now for designers, yeah. and I'm sure it's actually, would I would be overwhelmed Today, because it's like, which competition should I get into? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a young designer, what would you get out of it? Do do young designers think about this? And all of these people who are running these competitions, are they also, um, what are they doing? Is it just a competition that runs, the designer wins, and then at the end of the day, the designer is still in the corner yeah. Yeah. three I, years later? What, what are your thoughts, Nicola? I must Morik? say, I must say, I think in, in South Africa, it is completely different. I mean, when, 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 and I'm just quickly going to go back to, um, the USA, you know, with the big Vogue and the big, there's big funding and a big mm. competition that runs there. And I think you can see results. Um, with, AFI and SA Fashion Week, and I think we're still growing, but I think it's an amazing platform um, for these designers to get um, the support from, um, you know, these fashion weeks and to take them onto next level. Because I think just not, not just um, designing and being a creative, but it, 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 they take them through, you know, the media process to, um, I don't know, do they, do they win money? I'm not too sure. There, there about are, do they win yes, money? I was going to say, you know, what was quite interesting is as I was looking at some of the top, um, uh, competitions. There was obviously the Vogue Fashion Fund, yeah. um, where you receive three hundred thousand pounds. Wow! That can you believe that? Three hundred thousand pounds. pounds. You've got 000. yes. You've got um. Uh, let's see. There's another one called International Woolmark Price, which is also quite high. Um. Okay. So what what I thought was a bit interesting was the fact that I was trying to compare what the top uh twenty five competitions internationally for young designers are offering the designers versus what, and I know it's not fair, but we still have to compare and say, what are they offering and what are we offering here? Mm -hmm. Here, besides the AFI, like you said, and uh, South Africa Fashion Week, um, what do you call the SA Fashion Week uh, competition? Um, it, it's the, that, the, the that new one. talent search. That one. Like that, yeah. And then uh, there's Foschini the as well have a young designer. There's, okay, so, but all I'm saying is one of the things that really striked me was there's one, uh, in Africa, I think called the Ethical Fashion Forum, mm-hmm. um, competition. Mm-hmm. And they, their giveaway, yeah. while someone's giving away 300,000 pounds, their giveaway is an opportunity to engage with buyers. <laughs> Although, although, Uh um, some of my conversations around, um, the fashion councils is why aren't we getting more of our younger designers in front of buyers? So, you know, buyers mean money, um, specifically international buyers. So for me, that's quite an opportunity rather than winning a car. You know, it it makes more sense to me that they would be put in front of buyers. I, I than, think, than yeah, but car. I think Nicola as well. When it comes to buyers, because for me, I even look at it as a fashion designer who's in the business of mm. fashion. I, you need money. You know, being put in front of a buyer is an opportunity. Yes. How, however, 
Can you fulfill? Can you? Yes, but I you? must say, even at at fashion weeks, when I looked at you know um, the up and coming designers, their stuff is incredible. They follow that cohesive look. You know, their stuff looks ready to wear. It's something that I would go out and buy, and mm-hmm. that's one thing that I love. And I think like the older designers even need to learn from the younger ones because I think the younger ones are they, they, they're producing and creating. But more seriously, before because I know we want to go back to our topic, uh-huh. but just before we go on. You, if you are a young designer yeah. in a competition today, yeah. and you are off, I'm going to give you three options. Okay, okay. and okay. the third one is just my because okay. I'm going to give you some favor. Okay, so the first option is you win three hundred thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have you don't have buy you you have to hustle from there. Go put yourself in front of buy. But I'm giving you three hundred thousand pounds if you win. Yeah. The second option is you have a buyer. Forget about the three thousand pounds. We are talking. You just. I'll put you in front of some buyers. Yeah. And the third option is no. Let me not give you. What would you go for? Let's just stop on the two. I I would really go for the opportunity um to be to go in front of a buyer. Okay, Nicola. What would you go for? Because gosh, I'm like praying <laughs> for wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. A, I choose a buyer. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hustler by trade, though. I think you've got to have that kind of nature. Even if you give someone three hundred thousand rand, doesn't necessarily mean that exactly. they can sell it. Exactly. No, but what would so you? What would if you it was pick? me, because I know that I could hustle a buyer, I would take the three hundred thousand. <laughs> uh, for for another wise person like me here, I would take the three hundred thousand. But mm. I want us to go straight to our topic, Morwick. I'm not judging you. Please, I'm just. Please. But saying. I think it's smart, Mo. I think <laughs> yes. many designers would kill for that opportunity. Yeah, because I think it's it's about building a life. It's 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 about building a relationship. I mean, and guys, where are you going without money? In Nigeria, there's a money no dinner. Just sit down now. Why, why are we? Why, where are you going but without I mean, money? Money is What's so interesting is the the wool um competition which you referenced that that's at Central St Martins here La Duma actually won that scholarship to go and study and look at what Central is he doing Saint and look what is he doing yes. and and that's the thing is our our local industry we are so blinkered we never look past geographical boundaries we they, our young designers don't enter international competitions what? But why does our young designers also end up becoming runway designers? That's one of my questions. <laughs> okay, more. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this conversation is getting lost and now I can't find it. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's very interesting. We've got interesting guests in studio. We've got um, a obviously very diverse topic for those who are tuned in. We'd love to hear from you. Send your comments. Let us know if you would go for the 300 grand or if you would go for the buyer. But also ask for wisdom while you're at it so you can make the right decision. Um, back to our topic of discussion, we're discussing the focus on young, brand new uh, or emerging fashion designers in Africa today. And joined in studio are our special guests. We've got um, Kaylee Davis from AFI. We've also got uh, Tebe Magugu and we've got uh, Martel Ludic, who are the AFI Fast Track finalists. Um, and obviously, a quick reminder, we've got a very fun segment at the end of our show called Who Would You Want to Dress? And for those who are listening, please keep it locked. Let us know or think about it so that at the end of the show, you can share with us who you would want to dress and why. Keep your tweets coming at Fashion Lab AF. Um, really Ke- Kylie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So congratulations, first of all, for the five successful years of the AFI Fast Track. Absolutely. Um, It's very good to be able to see something uh, like a program like that one begin and continue to live on. 
Um, tell us a bit about the fast track, the AFI fast track program, and how it accelerates young fashion designers into established brands. So, with our program, we do a call to entry for graduate students to um, send through their graduate collection, and we have a judging panel that looks at those um, portfolios, and from there, we then choose finalists who showcase on our Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week Joburg platform. And there's a s- second round of judging that chooses our top three to four, three to four finalists. And where we are now in the program is our finalists are developing their capsule collections that they'll be showcasing on the 25th of November. And then we'll have a young designer of the year. That is absolutely phenomenal, Kelly. I mean, the thing is, when, when you guys established, you know, this whole um, competition, this AFI, and I must congratulate you because I think it's something that is very phenomenal. But what is the main aim that you guys want to achieve um, from this competition? So a lot of people who study design are creative and they understand the beauty of fashion. But at the end of the day, fashion is a business. Mm -hmm. And the main reason for our platform and where how we're reworking it to follow this main um, point is that at the end of the day, these designers need to sell. And throughout the year, we've got masterclasses where we help them with the business of fashion. So what we're trying to do is you come out of um, graduation, graduating from a school or institution and you've been given skills to design and not necessarily skills for the real world and how to establish yourself as a designer. And the point of our program is to fast track their futures. So to take them from a graduate designer, put them into um put them into um, internships with very established designers so they can learn from people who've gone before them, give them masterclasses on the business. We're really trying to teach them more. Is there money involved? There is. So through our program, there's a stipend Mm -hmm. um, so they can focus on their internships. And then at each stage, there's prize money that's awarded to them. Okay. And, and um, Kaylee, how long do you um, follow up with these designers? Because obviously there's a lot of programs and like you had us speak about all of these different competitions, there's different um, incubation programs. How long do you follow up with the designers? If we say, for example, your program is five years old, where are most of the designers from who have been able to be, be finalists out of this program? What are they doing today? Okay, so from Fast Track, once you've gone through our program, we have the our Next Generation program. And for Next Gen, we invite our um, people who have come through Fast Track for five years. They're able to showcase on our platform. There's no charge for the show slot. The charge of the collection is carried by them. Um, so for five years, they have that opportunity. And then just with regards to some of the people that have gone through our platform, we've got Richard Nisi, who was the winner last year. Um, Eleni Lebrow, she won Fast Track and then went on to Next Gen. And um, she's still participating on our Next Gen platform. Kotatsu went through our program, went through Next Gen. And this year, Joe Berg Fashion Week showcased as an established designer. So we really do try and nurture the people that go through our program and give them the opportunity to market themselves through us and our platform. But how do you, are you able to also keep keep track of where they begin and where they are as the time goes by when it comes to the business? Because obviously the bottom line is we can showcase all we want. You Mm -hmm. can give them platforms to to get into other programs all they want, but... Mm -hmm. 
how, how is the follow-up? Is Are you able to say this is where someone started this year? Next year, this is where they are. Uh, in five years' time, this is what we forecasted, and they've actually been able to achieve this milestone. Of yeah, almost a measurement of growth. Yes, otherwise it would almost be, I don't want to say redundant, but there's got to be, do you guys follow up with with that detail, with that type of detail to be able to say, in five years' time, this is where we are f- focusing this person to be when it comes to business or income and mm. out of their business, and this is actually where they are. So that point has been brought across, I think, a lot of the platforms that do development, and it is something that since we've re-looked at our next-gen program, we're looking at exactly that. How is it that once somebody's gone through our fast-track program, what do they need and we've sat with past fast track designers to figure that out and to try and strengthen our next gen program, as you said, to not just offer the platform, but to find out what it is they want. And we've met with um, places like CEDA and the GDDA to find out what they offer skill set wise, how to register a company, things that maybe we don't focus on in first in fast track, but that we can then focus on with our next gen program. So the fast track contestants that we have this year going forward and our past winners and even past finalists, semi-finalists, we're really hoping that through our next gen program, we can do exactly that, track their businesses and help them move forward. Mattel, I'll just quickly want to bring you in. Since you, you, you've been on our show and I know you, you're an absolutely phenomenal um, designer and I, I really believe in you. Do you think being part of of um, you know fast track and being involved with AFI, and um, what does it mean to you as an upcoming designer? I think it gives you an amazing opportunity to be honest, because all the other designers, um, once again, who have studied with us and who wanted to do fashion and everything, and now aren't in fashion because they they just couldn't find that opportunity or whatever. I feel is AFI gives you the good. Um, how would I say like? A step to get to where you want to be, you know. It's not like you've, you're going to come out and then jump into okay, now I'm an established designer, but they give you a good step to get where you want to be. But I why think. are you in it? What? Why are you in it? Why am I in yes. the program? Why? Because, like she because said, I, because <laughs> I want to fast track my future. Okay. <laughs> I want to be a real what, designer. But in this what industry. is it? Yeah, sorry. What is it um, specifically? Because you know how you're here. Tebe is here. We're going to pick his mind a bit. But yeah. what is it? Because everybody going to something. To achieve something specific, what exactly yeah. did you? What was your intention, or what was your? What were you hoping to achieve when you got into this? And do you think it's 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 possible? I mean, when I started, the plan was to have my own brand, to have my own label, to be to give something interesting to the fashion industry in menswear, women's wear, just to push boundaries a little bit. And I feel like it, this program has given me the ability to. At least, you know, play a bit with people's minds. Yeah, but you are, sorry, Nicola's gonna bash me. You're a creative. <laughs> yes. They didn't give you creativity. You're a creative. Yes. You, you know, like I could say, I could go into something and say, oh, I'm broke. Let me just find a program here that can actually, I can get into because yeah. it's not the creativity that's in question. It's not the, maybe it's just the financial that's yeah. in question and you feel, so what was it for you? Was, cause obviously you're, you're a creative. You've got a vision. You yes. want to do this. You've wanted to do this. You've dreamed it. What is it? That you think you can get out of them That if you were not in their program You wouldn't have Besides all the media Because I know you get a lot of <laughs> yeah, media Yeah we do get, a, get lot a lot of, of media. media I think it's just contacts To be honest Because like she said When we were working with other established designers Like I would probably not have been in the same circles With designers like Marianne Fassler 
Um, now that I've been there for three months, she actually like we get along well. And, you know, it's just good to have people like that in the industry that they tell you, oh, you can go to this or go to that and just play with their minds and ask them, what do you I, think about I this or that? I want to ask what your intent is. Yeah. So your intent is to have your own line. Yeah. And, and what? And sell it here? Well, so, I mean, or sell it here, start out to feel the market. But at the end of the day, I would want to sell internationally because I feel like that is the So why it's would more. you start here even? So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> surely you have, a, you know, a, a whatever to your country to start and sell here. I, I just don't want to be a sellout and be like, you okay, well, I'm born here. Bye. You. <laughs> this is an example that I give to most people. And this is a, a, a huge problem that we have. Mm. So I'm going to use Paris as an example because I don't want to bash Africa. So um, I'm a Parisian designer. I'm going to design Parisian designs. I'm going to make it in Paris and I'm going to sell it to Parisians. That is the African mindset at present. Mm. That we're going to make everything here and mm. we're going to sell to our own people Absolutely. where the demand is actually not here Absolutely. for African design. Absolutely. So that's why I'm asking your intent because yeah. I know your clothing because I've had the honor of judging at some of the, the, the competitions. Mm. And I know that your particular style would not sell as well here as, as it would, would overseas. overseas in New York. Yeah. So I want to know what AFI does about that. Do you look internationally or are we still looking at South Africa as this isolated element? Are we looking globally? Um, I would say we definitely are looking globally. Um, with regards to past fast trackers that have gone through our program, we have sent Eleni Lebro overseas. We were, um, a part of helping Rich get to Paris this year. So as much as how Martel says that he wants to start here, I do agree with you. It's not necessary to start here, but if you entered a competition that is here, I get what he's saying by starting here. It doesn't mean that when the competition's over, he has to continue a part of his business plan and who his target market is should then aim to where he wants to go into. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like saying, oh, Trevor Noah has stopped being an African person now <laughs> yeah. because he's presenting in New but, York. But, 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 but tell me, come in, because, I mean, I, I believe that you come from... Um, you come from photography, am I correct? Yes. And now you're in the fashion industry. How did that all come about? And how do you end up with AFI Fast Track? Well, I went to Lifestyle. So in my degree, it covered not only fashion design, but fashion photography as well. Okay. And fashion media. So I could play around with a lot of like the disciplines. And I remember in first year, I did a lot of work with Liz Ugombu shooting her stuff. And that right was such here. a great <laughs> experience. But I think as um, the months went by, I... Settled into fashion because that's what I love. Do you think? Do you do you think with you know with now that we can call you a fashion designer? Obviously, because you have a degree for it too. But is it something that you think can you can do for the rest of your life? Do you think because um we have an aesthetic in design? You know, what is your story? Do you think your clothing can? It can go on and on and on and on and on. I definitely think so. Mm -hmm. I actually have um. I can't imagine doing any anything else, so I have to make make it work. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kayla, I just quickly want to come in and say, you know, um, I am right now working with my niece, right, who is also a designer, and I think for me, if if we can concentrate on starting by teaching 
designers the basic elements of the business, which yes. is your line sheet. I was going to say, is, and, and we're and going back to the line sheet. <laughs> no, I was here once no. and you've but been I speaking mean, about the full, <laughs> the full business structure. The, you know what? The thing is, I'm, I'm going to come back. Liz, I'm going to come back to it. People don't understand. You know, I come from, hold on, I come from <laughs> the USA where designers are doing DNA, where they're doing smaller exhibitions. They don't have a store. They don't have nothing big. All they have is a line sheet and their sample ranges. Mm. And they're making it absolutely big. I think if designers can understand the, what it is to ha- sorry, what it is to have a wholesale price. What's the difference between a, a retail price? What's the difference between your swatches and different stuff? <laughs> Designers would make it in Africa, but everyone is all about creativity. Hey, I have to say, I was I met with another trend analyst who's worked over at. Over the African continent mm-hmm. And he said to me There's more incubators in South Africa Than there are entrepreneurs Ex- Exactly That is sad <laughs> Guys, exactly. listen I want to bring in Edgy Who is a friend of ours Who runs a fashion consultation firm in New York um, Constantly working with big global brands From concept to distribution phase Edgy, uh, just, we want to just pick your brain. We're talking, Morik is showing off about some things here. And I just want to also pick your brain and just kind of get your take on the focus on young, brand new, um, or emerging fashion designers in Africa today. What, what, what are you thinking? I'm sure you've been listening into the conversations. Well, I, um, I mean, for me, what I, what I think, I mean, Africa is a big pool of talent in terms of, Young designers. Absolutely. I just feel like we African designers, young or old, need to be inspired and need exposure. Mm. And um, and now, like you know, like yes, uh, last week you talked with HSN. I mean, with H with H and M. Yes. Yeah, and I just feel like the more um, the environment opens up to or becomes more attractive to foreign brands and designers. You know, it will expose African designers to what's happening outside, yeah. young and old, and uh, that—that's inspiration itself. I think that's that's what they need. You know, um, we need to create. I mean, the inc- the incubator programs are great, but they need to have like an end product. Yes. Does it lead to an internship uh, that actually does help the designer to imbibe what's really happening? Or, you know, we have to create skills, I mean, enforce skills and create capacity. Um, so I think the exposure is what they need. My take would be that exposure, inspiration is what, like every designer all over the world, that's what they need anyway. They need to be inspired and exposure creates inspiration, you know. Yes. Um, so so that's, that would be that would be my take in terms of, how do we help young African designers to be competitive and to be um, uh, good enough, you know? Edgy, what are, what are some of the programs? Um, I know that you've been working with different programs um, to be able to also um, elevate or accelerate or um, help the younger designers develop a bit more, get into the market, um, intern out there in New York. Um, experience the global fashion so that, you know, even if they go back home to Africa or to wherever, they actually have a sense of what is really going on, the business behind it, how to hustle it and handle it and, and how to get ahead. What, what are some of, is there any programs you're working with right now 
that maybe we can be um, on the lookout for? I mean, right now I'm working with uh, Fairline, which is a platform for helping African designers uh, compete outside. Uh, and they are working with the Africa Fund, and it's, they, it's more like an incubation program. So I'm doing that with them. And what, what it aims to do is get an African designer here to intern at a, with, with a designer out here to, to see how they are putting the lines together, their color stories, what's inspiring them. And um, it, it also allows these designers to feel validated because it's probably the way they think about their lines too. They may not be as expressive as designers here uh, do, but being in a design environment it will allow them to just consolidate the way they think. And uh, that's what I'm doing with them right now. Um, and uh, I think it's very effective. Uh, the first designer would start on, on November the 30th, I think. Um, but it's, everything is in place to do that. And we've arranged all the internships that they need um, for that to happen. Edgy, Edgy, it's more with Kim. I just want to, yes. I just, I, I just want to because, you know, I've been preaching, um, this whole line sheet and just really the business behind fashion, but I really want you because since you in, 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 in New York City and you in, in, in that side of the world, can you please explain how important just the, a basic line sheet is when you go and when you're going to need to buy it, you know, to sell, to sell your, to, your collection or your line? I mean, a line sheet is foundational because that's your story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for a buyer, they want to see what are your silhouettes, um, what are your colors, and how that, that fits into what's happening in the season. I mean, what what else they are looking at in the season. I mean, fashion, in a sense, has some some uniformity in, in terms of Absolutely. what... You know what people are doing season mm. to season, mm-hmm. and the line sheet allows them to see that really, really quickly. And sometimes you may not actually be your line sheet might not be in congruence with what's going on seasonally, mm-hmm. but it might just stand you out because maybe you took a chance and you went another way, and the buyer might like it. But it's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful window. I think what I do um, when I discuss trends or uh, what I'm attempting to do when I'm working with fashion weeks or working with young designers is for them to understand what is trending at present. Absolutely. Not so that they can follow the trend, but of course they can. But even if they wanted to differentiate themselves from Mm -hmm. that trend, but I think that they need that knowledge. Absolutely. And I'm not seeing so much of that here yet. I don't see the the understanding of the markets at large. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of creativity, but inevitably if you want to make money, buyers have to buy. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I think that is that is um, that's why like having programs like what you guys have on air right now it's so important. Because for young designers who are listening in, I, I mean, if you can't tell the story, mm-hmm. then no, nobody's going to buy it. Absolutely. And, so, and the story is not just the line sheet. The story should be, what is your inspiration? What is your color story? Because that's what translates into the designs, and that's what translates into 
you putting this on a line sheet and showing the the buyers and the, the, and anyone who can look into your work to see, okay, this is my thought process. This is what I'm selling this season. Um, yeah, you know, I think the line sheet is important, mm. very, very important. Well, Edgy, thank you so much for your thank you, Edgy. for your two cents or three, <laughs> four or five <laughs> or five. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, keep it locked as we continue to dissect this um, interesting topic. Um, this is the Fashion Lab. Every Friday, we hold it down here from one to two p.m. Central Africa time. And uh, for our listeners who are listening, keep it locked. We'll be back with the trend report with Nicola Cooper. Download the Cliff Central app. Available now on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Welcome, welcome again, uh, Nicola, with the trend report. Okay, hey everybody. As you know, um, I get a weekly allocated time for the trend report, and um, if the if you want to follow me and ask me any questions that you hope to discuss on other shows, just hashtag Ask Nicola Cooper, and my Twitter and Instagram handle is at Nicola Coop. So today I'm actually going to speak about Generation Z, and Generation Z is the upcoming generation um, at present. So it's between twelve. 12 and 18 years old. And the interesting thing about Generation Z is um, that Africa has the largest population of Generation Z in the world. Okay, so what it means is that you've got young consumers um, who are already starting to think about businesses and everything else. And these will also be your future consumers. So I have 11 statistics you need to know about Generation Z. So if you are aiming to make some money, um, the average age of an African presently is 15 years old. Okay, And even though they don't have any disposable income, they have what we call in the trend world a nag factor. Okay, and the nag factor means they have a lot of say in what the family purchases, cars, televisions, you name it. They have so much power. They've got their parents like on a string. (laughs) So what this new generation, and I'm really hopeful about this generation, and as you know, I'm an Afro-optimist. The fact that there is so many of this generation in Africa just completely thrills me. The fact that they're looking for the new Einstein in Africa thrills me. They will redefine the new normal. They have never known a world without the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, their share of the population will be larger than the generation X's, the generation Y's, and the baby boomers. It's mm. a massive collection. They are more accustomed to virtual environments than physical ones. They consider social media channels a trusted and legitimate information source. So for those designers who say to me, oh, no, I don't go on Instagram to put my stuff on, go on Instagram. Um, I'm just <laughs> going to leave it at that. They believe in making their own fate. 
Now, this is a quite a dystopian point of view. Um, there is a female equivalent of Generation Z, and it's called Generation K. And, and the reason why it's re- referenced as Generation K for the females is that um, their heroine is Katniss Everdeen um, from The Hunger Games. And that's how they see themselves in that dystopian nightmare of being dropped in a place, having to grab whatever you've got, and survive. Wow. And this is really because um, they grew up within a recession, with terrorism, um, the largest recession in the world. Um, they saw their parents suffer. They've seen Al-Qaeda. They've seen WikiLeaks. They've seen absolutely everything. And they are the most pragmatic, logical group of youngsters um, that you're going to get. So um, they believe that they're not going to get a job. That they have to create their own. In fact, 75% believe that. 35% of the young women have already decided whether or not they are going to have children. This is how intellectual these kids are. They're growing up in a new kind of family. They're growing up in a, in an interracial, um, sort of, you know, gay relationships, whatever relationship environment, they're very open. They're, they're gender, race, Classism does not matter to these individuals. They aren't focused on your message and they are not brand loyal. They don't care about your brand. They care about what it does and who it's, what it's doing and how it affects them as individuals. They're not on your social media. Um, I think it was a year and a half ago I spoke about rendering reality and I told an audience of 100 people that kids were going to stop using Facebook and everyone had a small heart attack. Now if you ask a child whether they're on Facebook, they say that's where they um, that's where old people go to complain. Wow. Um, <laughs> and they want to eat real food. Okay, they don't want this kind of augmented reality. They don't want the polished reality. They want real stuff. Um, so they are. They're the most connected than they've ever been. So they have five screens. They operate with five screens. They have an eight-second um, attention span, which is 1% less than a goldfish. Now, that sounds like a derogatory term. But they absorb more information in that eight seconds than we can do in 30 seconds. But you've got between three and eight seconds to grab that consumer. And you're grabbing them either on Instagram or Snapchat mm-hmm. because they want that reality and real time. They will not wait. Um, so it's quite interesting to see, um, you know, basically – how this new generation is coming into the country and is already existing in the country and deciding and starting to plan their careers now. Um, and it's, it's such an amazing time because this is going to encourage entrepreneurship yeah. like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And, and you suddenly going to have competition. And because of this large youth market, you're going to see major competitors such as H&M, Topshop, and even more coming into this country. And the question is, how are we going to respond? Okay. And this is where we have to start questioning what is our point of differentiation? What are we as designers or retailers offering mm-hmm. that other places 
are, are offering already and places like H&M that we just cannot compete with. So what are we doing around that and how are we building towards being African and exploring what our skills are in order to attract what is the biggest youth market in the world? Wow. Wow. And that's the trend. <laughs> and that is and the trend report, report. <laughs> from me, Nicola Cooper. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, I find these guys, I, I do believe that these um, kids are the ones that are going to change the world. Um, they are going to fix up the things that we broke. And I, I'm highly optimistic when my friends have children that age, I'm like embracing them like I've known them forever <laughs> and, and encouraging them as much as possible. But they are anxious. And they're scared and because they've been brought up in a very unsure environment, but they're going to take, they're going to take the lead and we better be careful. Wow. wow. I, I think Nicola, today you just done that report with the <laughs> utmost passion <laughs> and everything you have in your, I think it's because you're so excited you're going to Barcelona <laughs> that you put in your everything. Kelly, I just quickly want to bring you in again. Um, in terms of AFI, and you know, the, the one thing I really love about AFI and um, Fast Track is that you guys, and um, when we, when we speak about this new generation, Z or generation K, whatever it is, that you guys actually really pull out amazing youngsters <laughs> that are doing amazing stuff. But are you guys looking at, for example, partnering with a big CMT, say for example in Cape Town in Hoodstock, that says for a year for these designers mm. to say that we will assist you guys in order to produce. Because a lot of times I see and 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 I love again, I love what you guys are doing, but designers end up be, they, they, they they end up being capsule designers. They end up runway designers only. They're only designed for the runway. So in terms of Partnering, you know, with a, with a bigger CMT and saying to the designer, you know, what, for a whole year or maybe for maybe a whole year is too long, but we will assist you guys and we will pay for the production of mm-hmm. your garments. Or am I pushing yes. it? Yes, no, you're not pushing it, and I want to add on to that so I can push it because yeah. he wasn't even pushing it. Like <laughs> I don't think it's just um, the CMTs because obviously I believe that production is one of the biggest nightmares for which any which is expensive designer. too, and 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 having a consistent. Um, uh, sort of um, a permanent space where you know that anytime you get an order, you can be able to trust, mm-hmm. take your stuff in. They will not compromise quality. They will not compromise timelines. And then obviously partnering with other um, other other elements of the value chain, like say a retailer, yeah. like what South Africa Fashion Week has done with Edgar's and hoping that that would also be a direct entry for some of your young designers or the AFI fast track finalists straight into the store because that also helps. There's different things that help. It's not just production. It's, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of other things that could yeah. be strategic alliances or partnerships yeah. that would actually really help these people so that by the time you leave them alone for after five years or after four years, they're actually they're running. They're well, gone. I mean, this, the, I have to, to say this, um, and I'm going to go to the Gauteng Fashion Council, which I attended or tried to attend the meeting this past week and unfortunately left halfway through um, completely and utterly despondent in the fact that they were representing the fashion industry because I, the graph and the organogram that was put in front of me was design, Manufacture and retail. 
And that is all. And where was, where are the other elements? Yes. And that's my question. Is that all that we see South African design to be in this country? What about trend analysts? What about buyers? What about marketers? What mm-hmm. about quality control yes. checkers? What about PR what are, and communication? What about all the people that work in the industry to that drive cool what is a 90 billion rand business in this country. Why are we only looking at it at three stages? And we don't even have the infrastructure at the moment to produce. Why are we not looking in other parts of Africa to produce? Absolutely. Africa, Africa, if you're tuned in, please share your thoughts, share your comments with us. I think we just stole, we we stole Kelly's answers. You were supposed (laughs) to come in and we just stole it. Sorry, I'm just, yes, but we want, we want to hear from everyone else as well because Mm -hmm. this is a very, um, it's an interesting but very, um, important topic to all of Sorry to, to interrupt, yeah. Liz and Kaylee. The reason why I'm bringing up that point is that that's what I see a lot of the fashion competitions doing. It's designer, manufacturing, and retailing. Now, where are the other elements Absolutely. of business coming into it from AFI's perspective? So I fully agree with what everybody has said. Um, as our finalist, I also studied design. So I came out of... Um, a design school and I also had these big expectations of what the industry was going to offer me and I started to realize that maybe I had to adapt slightly to the industry to figure out what it is that I could give it and what it could give me and since taking over Fast Track it's been a constant thing at the forethought of what I'm doing how are we changing it so that when a graduate comes out of varsity and comes into my program when they leave AFI Fast Track I don't want them to have the same questions that I had when I left design school. And unfortunately, it doesn't change as quick as I ideally would want it. But since taking over a couple months ago, I really have tried to look at what you were saying about the partnerships with suppliers or um, people. Other members of the value yeah, chain. Trend, mm. things like that, that we can't offer because we don't have that skill set. There's only so much that I can offer the fast trackers. We need to bring people in to Absolutely. grow yes. that yes. skill set. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and just the plan for next year, I really am hoping to do that. Like I said, I've met with CEDA, GGDA, for places that do have, like you said, CMTs. And I know that Nicola mentioned earlier in the year that she was a judge and how, like, how they didn't call her again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did mention that to me off air. And I think not that. Not because I was naughty. <laughs> no, not at all. I think that a big um, part of Fast Track is that it's forever changing. And I think that we need to have a set structure. It needs to yeah. be mm-hmm. like a company. And with regards to why you didn't get the call back, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's nothing like that. We just are trying to get a lot of people to come in and give as much advice at yes. each stage yes. to our contestants. And I would love to do that. Please and, and bring yes. it in. And I was going to say that the <laughs> good thing is we, you, we will continue to connect because one of the things also as Fashion Lab that we do is we have different people wearing different hats within yes, definitely. the fashion um, business industry and and it's it, it's 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 important that also for platforms like afi that you take advantage of the yes. fact that you could just go onto the podcasts download them <laughs> and uh, you can find different people who can be able to add value to onto your program yeah, I mean, some of them are sitting agreed. right here yeah. and, and <laughs> i yes. mean most of us have spent 17 years 
build or more <laughs> building up a database which we introduced on this show so you know it's there's nothing to stop you contacting a CMT in New yeah, York or yeah. anything like that but I want to ask Tebe a question mm. because Tebe came up to me and uh, we've known each other for a while um, he was one of my students previously and he said he was going to Woolworths and I said don't go Tebe don't go and um and I know that you spent some time there, mm-hmm. um, working with Woolworths. Yes. And, and now you back to, to trying to sort of push on on your own. Yeah. What is the difference? Because I think that's a very important aspect. Do you come from those two different perspectives? What it's like to work in a big corporate company and what it's like to work for yourself? Going towards for me was very important because before I can become like an ind- an independent designer, I have to know how to work in absolutely like a team. Absolutely. I feel like every designer has to go like through like um, a company or another designer to just like follow in their sort of footsteps, or if they want to follow in their footsteps, see what they can do to like better themselves. I think it's just about learning, yes. and I think a lot of people like when I. Graduated, I was just like, I'm going to become an amazing designer. I don't need anyone, but mm. like you, like you really do. And like my time at Hobart was really great because mm. they taught me like to sometimes like tone down on things, which is important because no one wants to like wear a massive bow to go to spa or something. You know what I mean? You have to know how to, <laughs> Ready yes. to wear. Yeah, exactly. So it, my time at Hobart was really important. So to understanding me your consumer exactly. Kelly, exactly. Kelly, is it is it a part of AFI? Because what I love about the fast track, the you know the the AFI fast track kids is that most of them are still interning. Most of them have interned, which I think for me it's the most valuable thing that you can add um, to your to to your career when you're going is to. Key. Is that part of the criteria that um, these designers need to intern? Um, so part of the year of our program is that we place them in internships. Um, and then once they are done with our program, because of the people we've had on our platform, we are associated with very established designers and that relationship is strong. So for a lot of, um, the people who go through our program, if they are interested in carrying on with an internship, they can contact us and we will go directly to the designer. And because of our relationship with that designer, and our relationship with our fast trackers, we're able to then put them into those internships for as long as they need to get as much inspiration, knowledge. Sometimes it's it's helpful to learn from people who've gone before you and the mistakes mm-hmm. they've made so that you don't spend 10 years doing the same mistake. It's sometimes easier to learn from people who've gone before you. Martel, you got to intern with who I call um, South Africa's Vivian Westwood, Marianne <laughs> yes. Sassler. Do you think that she fueled your quirk factor? Because I know your stuff, <laughs> and I, I'm a huge fan of your of your stuff. Thank so, you. um, did she fuel your quirk factor? Listen, I I was hoping she wouldn't, <laughs> and then I left, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm doing color and I'm just combining things. So I think, uh, like, as much as you wouldn't want to, like, you know, get into other people's design aesthetic and something not that I am but it's just like it, it yeah it adds a little bit feel to the fire but tell, where do you see yourself in the next five years coming now as, a, as an independent fashion designer where do you see yourself 
Oh, hopefully still in this industry, a new brand being, I want to like stock, like Nicholas said, internationally, but I also want to do here locally, if there is place for it, you know? Kelly, what is, what, what is, what is something, what is something interesting, something exciting, something that's going to change that you have in mind since you've come now on? What is there something, I, I don't know, that that's going to change Everything completely at AFI Fast Track coming up next year. Coming up, what is there? Give us, give us that. Give us that. That that's going to make us exciting and our listeners and designers to want to be a part of your program. Um. Okay. So I can't promise everything at this point, <laughs> but one thing I think that is very exciting and that I'm very excited for myself is. Although we have our contestants and our finalists, there needs to be an integration of other design students, other design industries into our development program. Mm. There's stylists, makeup artists, photographers, producers. It's a family. We don't yes. work in isolation. And <laughs> there's so many young people that don't know these industries. They yeah. know the design element. And we really want to start showing people that there's, as Nicola said, a family. And we want to develop that family from a young from our um, development side, so we're we're going to be growing it a little bit more than just design. So what you're saying Wonderful. to that you're open, you're going to be you, you guys are becoming more open minded to invite people to come and assist and yes. bring the knowledge that they have yes. attained, so that we can improve the future of our fashion designers Thank and where God they're going to. Yes. <laughs> where can we connect with you so we can? We are late for and we're excited. Segments. We're excited about the show. Where, that's yes, up. no, it's fine. It's okay. Once we can share where we can connect with you or where our listeners can connect, we'll go straight to our who would you want to address and why okay um so we have our facebook page and then our instagram as well it's afi underscore sa so a lot of what we put out like nicola mentioned a lot of the people that are looking at us and our young designers are hooked into their cell phones so mm. there's updates there as soon as we do our call to entry there'll be all of that information and we're very excited wow. all right tebe and martin Martel. 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 <laughs> Martin. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you can reach me um, on Twitter at Martel underscore Al or on Instagram at Martel Luduk. Yeah. Martel is going to go far. He went to. I, no, I, I, I can I look know, at them no, 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 and no. I can see them I at New York Fashion Week. I can see them in Paris and, and Milan. No, I can't. And I'm on Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search my name, Tebe Makugu. He said, search him. <laughs> who, Google me. Who, who would you want to dress and why? We'll start from Nicola and go around the table. Just 30 seconds each of who would you want to dress and why? I'm so excited because I have someone to dress this week and it's not myself. <laughs> I've actually been researching for a new client of mine that is for a woman that are entering the workplace um, and the rising black middle class. So black women that are entering into the workspace and who are inspirations to them and Tuli Madoncella. Um, I wish she was our president. Um, with a background in human rights law, equality, constitutional and political expertise, plus being a mom of two kids, a single mom of two kids, she is completely the ultimate South African woman. She is beautiful, she is gentle and she is Freaking smart. So, Tuli, all hats off to you. I would completely dress you any day. 
Um, uh, mine would be easy now, but um, last time I said Nicki Minaj, I know, but I'm still going to be that girl. Um, this time <laughs> it's going to be Lady Gaga, only because I saw her in American Horror Story recently, and she acts phenomenal, and she's so basic now, like a basic person, not, you know, ratchet basic. Oh. And so I just think it, it'll be nice to, tra- to dress, dress her. her normal. Yeah, to dress her normal, <laughs> but still in the quirk she has as a person. You know. Nice, Tebe. It's a cliche, but I'd have to say Rihanna. I'd have to say, Rihanna, she can wear a plastic bag and look incredible. Mm. <laughs> You're sure not me? Or maybe Nicola? Or maybe more? Okay. Um, Good Lord. Uh, I think as non-famous as she is, I would like just a day of forcefully dressing my sister. So I would like to to, to fancy her up. She's a bit Why? of a sports. Why? Is she, is, she, is she a good dresser or a bad dresser? She's a good dresser, um, but she I, said I, hesitation. I think if our parents could have had two opposite children, they succeeded. So I would like to put a little bit of a creative edge on her look. Okay. Well, well I want to dress this week is because I, I went yesterday, I was in Cape Town, but not speaking about Cape Town, I want to dress some of the flight attendants, some of the oh airlines. Mm. They yes, need brand they new do. uniforms, South African uh, Airways. Start with Kulula. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kulula mango. Oh God. Who wears orange, guys? I mean, orange I'm telling you. Black though, guys. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yes. So that, that is my choice. It's the airlines. Most, it's Guys, we're, we're running out of time. I want to dress uh, a musician, a Kenyan musician who is half Sudanese, half French. Her name is Yvonne Dark. She's very gutsy. She's very stunning. She's very out there. I'd love to dress her and see how I transform her through my Lisa Gumba vibes. <laughs> anyway, for those who are tuned in, it was a lovely, lovely, lovely Absolutely. time. Keep sending your tweets. www.fashionloveafrica.com Download uh, the podcast. Share. Let's develop Africa. Peace and love. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com. Keeping it real on cliffcentral.com.